Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walk of Truth Radio Podcast with your encouraging word for today. This week, we're going to ask the question, what are we really doing in the pulpits of today? This should be an intriguing week. Please feel free to contact me if you have any questions or is there a subject matter that you want to cover as far as the clergy in the pulpit. The first topic we're going to deal with, if you looked at my Real Talk weekend, Please go back and listen to it. But I have a response from my senior pastor, Pastor Julia Sims, asking him the question about plagiarism in the pulpit. Thank you. Enjoy yourself and have a blessed day. I always want you to be encouraged, be blessed, and I'll see you on the other side. What's going on in our pulpits of today? I'm talking to my pastor, my bishop, Pastor Julia Sims of Word of Life Christian Church. And I'm going to ask him the question, Pastor, should you consider an elevation of a minister who you know plagiarizes their sermons to pastor? No, no. I, 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 first and foremost, any God-called man or woman of God who has been given the opportunity to have a platform ministry and handle public arenas should be able to interpret, should be able to receive, should be able to gain knowledge from the scriptures without without having to use what someone else has labored for themselves. Uh, there are opportunities that have been done throughout the centuries, even decades, where men of God has used excerpts of what others have said and yet giving them citation but for one to um, establish his public uh, presentations by way of plagiarism that suggests that he is not or he or she is not confident enough to determine what God is saying to him personally they prefer to use what God has said to somebody else yes and then in uh, Jeremiah 23 and 30 it talks about those who steal God's words from God's prophets, and God doesn't accept that. And let me ask you. Let me ask you another question. When it comes to this, isn't this the fact that we're using plagiarism? It's a lack of integrity because you're not telling yeah. the people. And see, my my issue was simply is this: if you're doing so, tell the people that's what you're doing, and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I think that it honors it honors the actual person who has uh, labored uh, to uh, to get that information. And there are, there are those that will debate the topic due to the fact that uh, it almost as if no one has said anything original. And there are some that would even suggest. Well, that person has gotten it from somebody. But when someone intentionally does that, mm-hmm. you know, when someone intentionally does that as a source and claim it as theirs, I think that that is the part that integrity comes to play. You know, there are some that will cite or will reference someone else, but even there are those that will take what others have said, what others have written, what others have preached and claim it as theirs. The only exception is that if there is a relationship between two men of government, 
whereby uh, permission can be given to use what has been said or what has been uh, what has been studied for. Okay. If if if, if for instance, if you, Doctor Sutton, had uh, spiritual sons under your watch, or there were ministers that you have developed throughout the years of your ministry, and if there were insights, revelatory things, or even research that you have used to bring enlightenment or knowledge to others, you could actually give permission to those who are connected to you, those who are in the covenant relationship, you can give them permission, you know, to do that. And that's what plagiarism usually is, is taking something without getting permission to use it. And even if I even if I give them permission, what does it hurt them to say, I've studied it under Dr. Sutton, or I studied under well, Pastor Sutton? <laughs> I mean, what does it hurt to say that? I mean, just that shows yeah, that you did do I, some it, research. It, 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 it will not hurt them at all, other than pride. Yeah, so now we got a pride issue. And again, yeah. how can you say you love these people and you don't want to be completely transparent with these people? My, yeah. You know, how can you say you love them and the message, and I, and, and, I, and I said this in my radio show, Pastor, when you get a chance to listen to it. I said, this could be the sermon that brought 3,000 people to Christ. But it's not from your study. It's not from your labor. And my point is, the, the value of a sermon is not only based on just the message itself, but the transparency of the messenger of where they got it. So when the people sure. come up and start handing you money and giving you accolades, sure. you sure. give the glory sure. to God, but you forget there's sure. somebody in between there. Well, you know what is so precious now in public presentation, what is so precious now uh, from those that are presenters is the is the aspect of esteem. Esteem is very valuable and is very precious to those who speak. And if esteem is given to them by the audiences, if esteem is attributed to them uh, by the hearers, that is very precious. Now, again, throughout pastoral ministry and ministry in this Western culture, C.S. Lewis has been, <laughs> C.S. Lewis's material has been plagiarized for decades. Yeah. Decades. Spurgeon's materials have been plagiarized for decades. E.W. You know? Kenyon? E.W. Kenyon? And, yeah. Yeah, and so often, some would say in their presentation, there has been research or it has been said or it has been mentioned by et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Some would even go as far as to say that. But, yeah. to, but to have information and to declare it and claim it as yours and, knew, and knowing that it's not yours, then that is something that, you know, an integrity issue has to be considered. And uh, with the word plagiarism being used, would you suggest again, and I'm going to let you go, that you elevate a minister no. that you know plagiarizes no. and no. this is what I mean and I mean this point they go to Sermon Central buy 52 sermons and charge it and they present it to the yeah. congregation as if yeah. they have lab- labored all they did yeah. was go to the yeah. and, and hold on and really become a newscaster yeah reading yeah. from a prompter but the thing about it it has become it has become such the norm due to the fact that as you just mentioned there are places places in cyberspace, their website, their their books that you could literally go. Some seminaries are based on packages and 
aspects of sermons that have been done by many, but what has become the norm is something that is not conscious to the presenters. Yeah. You know, it's not even considered as plagiarism if that is the norm. When I can go to a website and actually download a sermon that was produced by the research and the studies of someone else, and that is the norm in the art of preaching, then plagiarism doesn't even enter into nobody's mind. Wow. It's just part, it's just part of the dynamics of preaching and teaching. Of where you we're know, at here in, just, in this Western culture. Of, and that's why... The Bible says it's e- this is the time it's easy. There, people, you buy the sermon that you believe is going to tickle their ears and provide you with income. Sure. Well, you know, and so often it's not so much what you may get from the audiences that you would use a. And I'm not here to bash anybody who uses sermons. I'm just saying that there are some who cut their time for study by getting something else. And if you cut you your know, time for study, Pastor. Let's just go on down the line. You probably cut your time for prayer. Yeah. I mean, if it's just as easy as me yeah. going to a website and say, charge it, yeah. it ain't like I'm really yeah. going to pick up on the other end on the other things. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's yeah. and that's my yeah. concern. Yeah. The fact that it is normal, it's acceptable, and because it's normal, it's become okay. And now, again, Pastor, when you look, if you look at the comments, I had the brothers defending it. Now you know who said nope. Answer the qu- now brothers never did answer the question. They focused on plagiarism. My thing was about elevation through plagiarism. Yeah. The yeah. women said there's no way. Majority of women said there's no way that they could follow a person who they know does not spend time with God enough to give yeah. them a decent sermon. Yeah. Yeah. It was the and, women. You know, the idea, the idea of elevation, as it relates to the results of how one preaches or how good one preaches, even the source, or even the dynamics of preaching. I think that in itself should not be the only criteria. However, you are correct, or not correct, you are on point when there have been elevations of folks, and there have been a knowing that uh, plagiarism has come to pass. The secular world don't buy that. And that's my point. We should be the standard bearers, but the secular world saying, like you said before, if you get caught plagiarizing in college, you gone. You gone. Now, now there are times that what someone has discovered in scripture, and it has measured to be uh, a dimension of truth, that is not to say that you cannot use what someone has said as it relates to the revelation when it comes to the Lord's table. Amen. You know, I agree with they, that. You know, but however, you know, plagiarism is a little bit different. Yes. Borrowing pieces of, of revelations or getting nuggets that others have pioneered from and allowing that nugget to speak truth in you, yeah, that's a little bit different than taking, you know, uh, verbatim. The outline of, yes. Oh, you know, yes, no. Yeah, they're yeah. reading verbatim. Yeah. yeah. This is, yeah. you know, but again, this so is the proof sermon. The yeah, this is the proof sermon before, you know, you got all the people there, they're about to see you yes, uh, get ordained right. into pastorship, into the bishopric, right. and then you right. break out on the day, one of the most important days of your walk. Yeah. You break out yeah. with somebody else's work, and everybody, yeah. most of the people in there 
would not even know that it's not your effort. Yeah. They think yeah. it's yours. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Only people right. like me yeah. sit back and go, hold on. I heard yeah. that sermon somewhere. Let me, yeah. hold on. And you can Google it quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what? Some have interpreted within their own mind that there's no shame because if the message has helped somebody else, then I guess it's okay if I use the same thing verbatim because their intent is to help somebody else with what someone else has preached, but yet they are missing a very, very vital aspect of not just pastoral ministry, but they're missing a very aspect of being a spokesman for God, and that is searching out the scriptures. Yes. You know, one, one discovering themselves what has been true to you, because what tends to carry the most weight in messages is what you have encountered to be true yourself. Thank you. What you have encountered to be a measure of revelation yourself, you know? Yeah. But again, what has become the norm, there's no foul. There's no foul. There's no foul because if I can purchase a sermon, well, how come I cannot take somebody else's and do it verbatim? Hmm. Especially if it was a blessing to somebody, you know? And again, that's where navigation gets lost because speakers are only interested in what blesses the hearers. So what I say and where I've gotten from is not a big regard because I'm using something that works. Well, I I pose this in my show and uh, on written form. Uh, Juanita Bynum's No More Sheets. Uh, T.D. Jakes's uh, sermon doing Women Thou Art Loose. Some of the most Mm -hmm. powerful sermons on record. Mm -hmm. Trust me and believe my opinion. If T.D. Jakes and Juanita Bynum and so on and so on down the line Mm -hmm. heard you publicly recording and giving their sermon without giving them accolades they gonna sue you they gonna sue you they not gonna go oh well and you and you're taking up offering behind it too yeah 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 and if there is not any legal ramification there is a discredit yeah. there is the, the verbal the verbal conversations of discrediting someone you know, and yet, you know, unfortunately, the hearers don't know. They don't know. You know, but uh, you, you bring an interesting point, and it has become a very, very, you know, now using the phrase of someone, you know, uh, let let turn to your neighbor, what are the phrases? Yeah. Using the phrase of someone or using uh, an aspect of what has been said in a sermon. It's not the same as literally with intentions of verbatim using someone's message. Yeah. Oh, there's a story I tell tell called the prodigal pig. I did not mm-hmm. invent that story. The first time I heard that story from J. Vernon McGee, I've turned it, mm-hmm. twisted it into my own story. But you know what? I take a few seconds to say, hey, I'm going to tell you guys this story. The first time I heard it from J. Vernon McGee, I don't know where he got it from. He could have made it up himself. Mm-hmm. Here's my version of the story. Because the point is to yeah. try to convey respectful. something in the message. Yeah, that, that that's very respectful. And I think even the bottom line is, if I myself intentionally uh, 
intentionally use someone else's message and do it verbatim, and yet I myself don't get no conviction at all, that's even more detrimental. Yeah, I even do it with you, Pastor. There's things that I yeah. may, in, 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 when I'm preaching, and I say, remember when Pastor was here, he said this, that, and the other? Yeah. My pastor yeah. said yeah. this, Pastor Sim said that, yeah. Dr. Sim said yeah. this. I see that as... Here's something else interesting, too. You know, and I found it out in my doctoral programs is that people have to be taught that this is what this is and it is forbidden. Okay. You know, you have to be told. You have to be taught that because in the doctoral programs that you and I were were a part of, when we are asked to do something and we find something that someone else has done and it fits right in what I am doing, it's a natural inclination, inclination for me to go get it. So I was taught, I was told, yeah. you can't do that, Joey, you can't do that. However, you can paraphrase, you can rephrase, you can further define, you can, you know, use your own interpretation, which is a little bit more, you get a little bit more leverage than just doing it verbatim. Yeah. Oh, but I have to be taught that. Because yeah. I didn't know that. And some people just don't know. And you know what I think about that? Because maybe, and I, and I said this in my show, and because I gave the definition of plagiarism, I say maybe they don't understand what that really is. No, they don't. Because there's no room for there's no room for plagiarism at all. Nowhere, no time. No, no. Okay, no. plagiarism. No. And and then one of the guys said it's yeah. an American word, and I'm like, no, plagiarism is not an American word. It's actually is the root, the etymology of the word is from Greek, and it's in the Bible. And it's that word of stealing that's in uh, Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. So, so the person, I, I don't think that's biblical. What? And see, that's another thing people be saying. I don't think that's biblical, but with no biblical principle behind it to for you to say that. And then I said, okay, you're saying that the word is a Western American word, and there's no such thing. Every word that we preach and that we speak English in America has come from Latin, Hebrew. Uh, Greek, sure. German, yeah. French. Yeah. You know, yeah. we have one of the weakest languages in the world. Yeah. But yeah. people that's see. That's what throws people off when they're trying to read the Bible, and yet they're. Yeah, you're right. I'm not getting that. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, so I, I, all, right. I, all yeah. I was trying to do, Pastor, was hear from you because I didn't mean for this to start a firestorm like it did on the internet, but I'm so well, pl- I pleased. Think, I think what you've done, you, you have pushed some buttons. We yeah. push some buttons that has been that has been maybe not I may not call the norm, but you've pushed some buttons that people have taken for granted to be okay. And when someone calls them out, you know, uh, because from their perspective it's innocent. Because why is innocent? Because it is helping the hero. And and there are some mentalities that says what can be wrong in using something to help somebody even though I didn't say it and so often your mindset is not going to convince you that that's wrong because the ultimate end is that you're helping somebody yeah but there's a lot of there's a lot of bad things happen with people with good intentions yeah yes (laughs) when it only would take a second a second maybe three seconds I got, hold on, let's say you don't even get a person's name. I read this somewhere, I don't remember, but it was good. Let me let me tell you what I read. Mm-hmm. Or let me paraphrase yeah. what I read. Yeah. yeah. 
That's all you yeah. got to do. You yeah. ain't got. I'm yeah. saying the plagiarism comes in under that narrow, uh, verbatim, and giving the impression that it's yours. That narrow yeah. path. Yeah. Everything else is, is tolerable. And sometimes it becomes so obvious because there are words that you normally would not use at all. Oh yeah, Pastor. Don't get me to they're, go there. They're five dollar they're five dollar words, ten dollar words. And even in your best communications and conversation around folk, those kind of words are not gonna come out of your mouth. Oh hold on. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the red flag. One of I went out of town. And one of my preachers, uh, young preachers, I ain't gonna give his name, uh, I let him preach. I come back and they were like, he did a good job. He spoke for 20 minutes, okay. And then you could tell like they wanted to say more, but I already knew. I already knew, I didn't even have to listen to the sermon. I already knew. He said some things that were not his words. And they knew it. Cause normally I'm the only one that catches it, but they knew it. There's like for what it now. This is how they framed it. For what it was, it was good. <laughs> and I said, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, you, yeah. you being yeah, very gracious. Like what it and was, I, it was good. For what it was, it was good. It was plagiarized. Yeah. And I went to the young minister. The minister ain't spoke but three times, and I haven't never sat down with him and told him he couldn't. But I saw. I said, we not gonna do that no more. If you're not prepared, yeah. don't plagiarize. Just call yeah. me. If I'm at church, I, I can get up and preach. But if, if I'm out of town, go to one of the elders and tell them you're not prepared. Yeah. Whatever happened, you I don't know. Again, yeah. it goes back to what you said earlier. People have to be taught, and people have to learn how to use other materials that are inspired. You yeah. Know, you, you have to be taught how to do that. You know, because just like uh, the music industry, some of the same notes that are used to play, you know, the music yeah. that is so secular, the same notes are used in the gospel world, but it's just the arrangement. There's a few things a little bit different. And yeah. sometimes you can just say, oh, they took that beat from uh, from Jay-Z's. Well, well, you know what? The king, we all sing it in church. The king of that is uh, 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 the, the little dude, Papa Smurf, they call What's his name? Uh, uh we fall down. No, not up. Oh, what's that guy? Oh, okay. oh uh, uh, Kurt Franklin? Kurt Franklin is a master at that. Yeah, of course. Of course. And, and hold on. But believe it or not, Kurt Franklin, when his song sound too much like the secular song, because you're like, that's such and such. He had to pay them yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. He had to pay for the yeah. rights to be able to use that beat. Yeah. You know, but past I'm... But it, I, think, I, think, I think that's part of ministry development for somebody... You know, to let ministers and preachers and teachers know, you know, these are some of the things that you need to be aware of. You need to know this is something that you want to learn to make your pursuit in God more authentic. This is what is important for you to have in your mind when it comes to studying and interpreting and gaining more knowledge. You know, you don't have to be a person in the vacuum all by yourself, but you want to be able to know the rules and regulations. Yeah, it's called really. It's called really the respect of someone else's labor. Yeah, and as men and men, women of God, we should be the first one to do that. The world shouldn't have to tell us yeah. to do that. Yeah, but like you say, yeah. you yeah. have to be yeah. taught. Right. Because you know what I tell you now again. One of the 
one of the biggest resources that's been used for, for decades in the world of Christianity as commentaries. Yeah. As commentaries. Yes, and sir. People that literally will take paragraphs from a commentary and just use it. However, yeah. a commentary is a commentary, and you can develop the type of language you want to use publicly by using commentary, but I don't think that you should be able to just copyright or just take four or five paragraphs and read it as if this is your stuff. Yeah. Again, five seconds. I read this out of the uh, John MacArthur commentary. I thought it was really good. Let me read it to you. You know, five seconds. Don't take long. You know, you got to do no long, drawn out, you know, what page it was from and all that stuff. Just be willing to show some integrity. And that's all I ask. And, and like I say, my yeah. challenge to pastors who buy their sermons, I'm not knocking them. I, like I've learned, I was naive. I didn't think it was going on at this level. But if it is, yeah. my point is, I got a question and a challenge. Do you tell your congregation that you buy your sermons? And two, will you tell your congregation from this point on that you bought your sermons? No, and, and three, let me know how that works for you. <laughs> You know how that how that really end, ends up the final say so. Yeah. Yeah. Because 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 with integrity, when you violate that liberty that God has given you to, to be His spokesperson to the people, and they yeah. interpret that what you've been doing is deceiving them, you're gonna have a problem. Yeah. You're gonna have a problem, even if you had nice intentions. Yeah. You're gonna have because, a problem. You know, yeah. You're gonna have a problem. Yeah. Whoa, Bishop, I ain't gonna hold you no longer, man. I, I just wanted to talk very to you. Good, very good, very good discussion. Very and, good discussion. And uh I'll talk to you later. And I'm coming on the September 14th. That'll be great. Ten yeah. o'clock. That'll be great, sir. I'll be there. All right. All right, buddy. Talk bye to bye. you later. Bye bye. Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walk in Truth Radio Podcast, also the senior pastor of Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church. I am getting letters and inquiries on coming to preach and teach at your congregation. I want to let you know that the biggest concern that I see with the invitation is you're concerned about what is my honorarium. I just want to go on the record to say I don't have a set honorarium. All I require is that you get me and possibly one of my fellow laborers with me to your church. And whatever you want to give after the service is over, that will be greatly accepted. I'm not in it for the income. I am in it and our church is in it for the outcome. It's about saving souls and people coming to the Lord Jesus for the salvation of their sins. So, I want to put your mind at ease to tell you I do not have a set honorarium. It's neither high nor low. It doesn't exist. It's a privilege to come share God's word with unbelievers and believers alike and let us worship in truth and in spirit. 
So, if you would like for me to come speak at your church or teach a class there, please go to WITMIN at yahoo.com and leave your information and I will get back to you or one of the staff will get back to you as soon as possible. Or you can just instant message me on my personal Facebook page, James C. Sutton II. There are many ways to get in touch with me. If you go to the Walk in Truth Ministries Facebook page, our phone number is listed there, 314-629-0024. Again, I'd like to thank all that have invited me. I know I have not been able to answer or uh, set a time to come, but now is the season, and I will consider the invitations that have been sent. Again, we'll get back to you very soon. And please do not worry about the honorarium because I'm there to share God's word with all those who will listen. I want to bless you and thank you. And I always want you to be at peace. And I'll see you on the other side.